welcome to the Intuitive Vibrance Podcast, a space where we go straight to the heart of what it means to embody the fullest, most authentic expression of yourself. I am your host, Bozia Morgan, and I'm here to support you in your path to self-discovery, transformation, and liberation, empowering you to unapologetically be your most intuitively vibrant self. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Intuitive Vibrance. I am so excited to be here with you. If you could see me, I have a huge smile on my face because I can't believe this is happening. But here we are. And there is so much to talk about. So many things that I want to cover in this podcast. So today I thought we could start with a little bit about my story Um, how I arrived at this very moment in my life, sitting at my desk in front of my laptop, recording this podcast episode to put out there into the world, and also to talk about what intuitive vibrance is and all of the things that I love that really light me up and that have been such a huge part of my journey, especially in the last couple of years. I've been on quite the the journey of uh, self-discovery, deconditioning, really learning about myself, learning about my true nature. And uh, it's been a huge experiment and a big lesson and a big exercise in learning how to really love myself and accept myself for who I am. And, you know, this is something that I know is going to be a lifelong journey and a lifelong exercise, but I think I've come pretty far in the last couple of years. And along the way, I've picked up many different tools that have been so helpful and really life-changing. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is so that I could share these tools with you and to really empower you to embrace yourself in your fullest expression, to be the most authentic version of yourself without fear, because all that I really want for anyone in my life, whether you're a friend, a family member, a lover, a client, is to be able to be so comfortable in your own skin, in your body, in your soul, in your heart, in every part of you, to really love and accept yourself for who you are, and to be able to live your best life possible. That's really my mission. So here we are, and why intuitive vibrance? What does that even mean? The name came to me a couple of years ago in the middle of the night. I was putting together my very first group program. Um, I'm a certified nutritionist, so I wanted to put together a program that would be super supportive and would give women the tools to really start to understand themselves and accept themselves for who they are so that they could approach life, approach their wellness, approach their health and nutrition and self-care and all of these things from a deep place of knowing themselves and being able to do all of these things intuitively so that it felt really natural. It didn't feel like it was a prescription that someone was giving to them. You know, I, I'm not really here to tell you what to do. I'm here to give you the tools. 
to empower you to find your own way because there's nothing more powerful than when you can really stand in your own truth and really stand in your own self-sovereignty when you trust yourself more than anything else and that you know you can be that can be connected to a higher power connected to your higher self connected to a power greater than you um but that's really what my mission was and still is to this day so intuitive vibrance it's all about again this deep understanding and acceptance of self and when you arrive at that place everything kind of flows. You do things intuitively. You don't have to think so hard. You don't have to suffer from decision fatigue. You know, you're not really making decisions. You're just operating from a place of intuition. Um, And this ties into human design, which I'm going to be talking a lot about on this podcast because the human design system is something that has really, really impacted my life in the most positive way. It was really life-changing for me. And um, if you know me at all, you know that when I'm into something, it's not because it touched me lightly. It's because it was life-changing. And I'm a Scorpio, so I get very intense in that way. So in the human design system, we learn that we're not meant to make decisions from our mind. We're really meant to make decisions from our body because the mind can really play tricks on us. The mind is very clever. The mind is for gathering information, uh, for organizing thoughts and information, concepts, ideas, all these things. But when it comes to making decisions, we don't want to make decisions from our minds because our mind can tell us one thing one day and then tell us something completely different the next day. And then we can find ourselves in a pickle. But when we can come to this place of inner knowing and really trusting our intuition and tapping deeply into this intuition that we all have, everybody is intuitive. Things can play out in a really um, beautiful way with ease and flow. And the result of that is this vibrancy, this vibrancy that comes from within. You know, you're not meeting so much resistance in life you get to be the full expression of yourself. And there's nothing more beautiful to me than seeing people really embody their truest, most authentic selves. So a little bit about me professionally. Back in 2005, I trained as an esthetician. I suffered from acne as a teenager and into my early 20s. And I kind of had this epiphany one day that I wanted to be able to help people with their skin. And my journey in healing my own skin was very holistic. I went really deep, as I always do with everything. And I, um, I used homeopathy, traditional Chinese medicine, nutrition, energy work, all these things. So I wanted to be able to impact people positively in that way. And then in 2015, I became a certified nutritionist because, again, I wanted to deepen my practice to be able to really help people in a truly holistic way. And then more recently, uh, about a year and a half ago, I got my Reiki certification. I've always been able to move energy with my hands. That's something that always happened during a facial, although, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't realize what was happening, but I was doing energy work you know, for my clients. And I think that's part of what kept people coming back over and over again. They just felt so 
good and so deeply relaxed and nourished after their sessions. And very recently, through the work that I've been doing for myself personally on the subconscious level, I I had a dream about a month and a half ago that it was time to deepen my skills in the subconscious arena to be able to go super deep with my clients. And it really felt like the missing piece for me. So I am trained in the site K system. I'm a site K facilitator and the site K system. It's this really beautiful system. It's very efficient and easy and um, it works. And it's a way of reprogramming limiting self-beliefs. It's a way of clearing out these negative thought patterns and these limiting self-beliefs that, you know, we all hold in the subconscious. And these things hold us back. They hold us back from living our best lives, from feeling at ease in our bodies, in our souls, in our spirits, in our hearts. Um, You know, our subconscious runs the show 95 to 99% of the time. So you can imagine if you're holding all of these limiting self-beliefs, you know, about around worthiness or around your capability or being able to receive love and support or whatever it is, or just being able to be loved, um, it's going to play out like that in your life. So, you know, I've been working with clients for a long time now, and I would see these blocks that they had. And I wanted to get past it, but I didn't really have the tools. I could see it, but I didn't know how to transform it or to help them transform it. So Site K has allowed me to do that. And it's so efficient. It's so easy. And it's really effective. And it's really beautiful and sacred work. And I feel so grateful and so lucky to be able to do this work. And one thing about me is that it's really funny if you have known me for a long time to watch my journey and my process and, you know, anything that's been really life-changing for me in my personal life, I have turned that into really into my work. This is what I bring into my practice to help other people. Um, And that very much goes along with my human design. So I am a self-projected projector in the human design system. I'm here to see the other, to guide the other, but I have to first wait to be seen and recognized and then to be invited in before I can just give advice or before I can just give guidance. And the thing about projectors, and it's so funny, we're notorious for giving unsolicited advice because we just, we see how things can be better. We see how things can be more efficient and we just want to help. We're just dying to help. You know, but if you don't wait for that invitation first, it will fall on deaf ears. And more often than not, you'll meet resistance as a projector. And when we meet that resistance, it we can end up feeling bitter. And that is what we call the not self um, when we're out of energetic alignment. I'm self-projected, which means that is my authority. That's my inner guidance system. And it comes from my identity center. I think of it as an as my inner compass. We also call the identity center the G center in human design. So I'm just really always following my G. My G takes me wherever I'm supposed to go. And it's very interesting. The more I tap into it, the more I allow myself to be centered in my body, centered in my G center, 
um, the easier it is, the easier it is to make decisions, to just really go with the flow. And then I'm a four six. That's my profile. So your profile in human design is like if life were a movie, this is the role that you would play. So I'm the opportunist role model. Um, I really love to connect with other people. I'm all about my relationships. My best um, my my best opportunities come from my people, um, from my inner circle, and then from my inner circle's inner circle. So you know, it's really about like. It's about word of mouth, and it's not just in terms of you know business opportunities. It's just really all opportunities in life. Um, the quality of my life is very much determined by the quality of my relationships, and if you know me, um, you know that this is really true about me. And then I'm also the role model. I have the sixth line in my unconscious design. So the sixth line goes through a very interesting three-stage process in life. The first 30 years, which really it's the like ages 18 to 30, that's when it really plays out. It plays out like the third line of the martyr, where you're bumping into life, life is bumping into you. It's very experiential. It's all about experiential learning, which turns into wisdom later. But you, it's a messy process. It can feel very messy And it can feel a little traumatic. And so then when you hit around age 30, which is also around the time of your Saturn return, you retreat as the sixth line, you retreat onto the roof where you have a bird's eye view of everything that's happening. Um, It's a wonderful time to rest, to recover, to integrate all the lessons that you learned before the age of 30, to establish career, to establish family to heal and to really get to know yourself. And when I say heal, I mean healing from all that happened in the first 30 years, but also healing from, you know, the conditioning, healing from past life stuff, ancestral things. It's a time to really shed everything that no longer serves you, to really deeply get in touch with who you are and to feel really solid in that. So that at the time of your Chiron return around the age of 50, when you are ready to come down off of the roof and fully integrate into society as the role model, it will be an easy process. Because if you haven't figured your stuff out by the time you turn 50, the universe is going to force you to do it. If you're not in alignment, the universe will force you. This happened to me in the fall of 2019. So it was not the time of my Chiron return. It was the time of my Uranus opposition, which happens around the age of 42. And it coincided with my North Node activation. So my North Node in astrology is in Scorpio. So I'm a Scorpio sun, I have a Sagittarius rising, and I have a Gemini moon, and I have a Scorpio North node, again, in the 12th house, which is the house of the subconscious. And the Uranus opposition, it's really the time of the classic midlife crisis. And I don't joke about the midlife crisis. I mean, I kind of do because it's just funny. It's a real thing. It actually happens to people, and it happened to me. And I can talk about it now with a smile on my face because it has brought me to where I am today you know, really being the most authentic version of myself. But it hasn't been easy. It's been painful. It's been tumultuous. 
it's been a process and I'm, I'm still in it. I'm still, I'm out of the most intense time. So it's the six months before and the six months after your Uranus opposition. There's a specific day that it happens. Mine was May 22nd of 2020. So it was a little over a year ago. So the six months before that and the six months after that were the most intense for me. So we can just say 2020 was crazy for me. There was COVID and I went through a divorce. Yes. So I was married for, I was married for 16 years. I was with my ex-husband for 18 years. We met when I was 25 back in 2001. And when I met him, I found like I had found my home. Um, He's, he was such a beautiful presence in my life and he still is. He's one of the most incredible people I've ever met. I know most people don't talk about their ex-spouses in this way, but it's true. So back to the fall of 2019, I was just going about my life. We had gone on a family vacation So we have um, two boys, ages 8 and 11. Nikhil is 11. Felix is 8. Nikhil is a 5'2 emotional generator. Um, He has split definition. Felix is a 3'5 emotional manifester, single definition with the right angle cross of tension. So if you know anything about human design, you're probably like, oh my gosh. Um, Yes, he is so wonderful and also can be very challenging, but understanding his human design has been immensely helpful. So, and my ex-husband, Ben, is a four, six emotional generator with very little definition in his chart. So he's very, very open. So yes, I was a non-sacral being with undefined emotions, living in a house with three people with defined emotions. So I always seemed like the most emotional one in the family because I was taking in everyone's emotions and amplifying them. So anyway, um, we had just gone on this really beautiful family vacation to the big island. We rented a house with a swimming pool, and we were just in that pool all day long, um, going to the beach sometimes, just having the best time. And I just remember thinking, like, this is all that I want. I don't even want to work. I don't want to do anything. I just want to be a projector and not work and live my happy life with my family. And I was so into my husband. And everything was amazing. And that was the end of August 2019. And then things started to shift for me. And it happened really fast. It kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. And it really all came to a head at the end of... October. So mid-October, I had actually gone to the mainland, to California, to see my girlfriends from college. And we had a great time together. We were in LA. And I just was talking about how attracted I was to my husband and how in love I was and everything was so amazing. And then I got back from my trip and then things started to fall apart. I started to feel trapped, started to feel trapped in my marriage and this life that we had created together. I was feeling very curious about pursuing relationships um, outside of my marriage, not so much romantic relationships, but just so curious about the world outside of my marriage, the world outside of this relationship and this life that we had built together. 
And um, I felt like I was going crazy. I felt like I didn't want to be married anymore. I felt like I didn't want to be a mom. I mean, can you imagine the pain that comes along with these feelings? It was really, really hard. And I really felt like I was going crazy. And I was questioning myself, feeling like there was something wrong with me. Um, I was feeling very ungrateful, feeling like, you know, I have everything. I have a wonderful husband who's so, so supportive, so supportive, beautiful children. We live this beautiful life in Hawaii. And here I was not wanting it. So I was about nine or 10 months into my, um, into my experiment with human design and into my deconditioning process. And I think that that also played a role in allowing things to shift, although it was very scary for me. And uh, I really felt like something was wrong with me. So I had reached out to someone who I had met on Instagram. Um, she was doing human design readings. And I was like, something is going on with me. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm going crazy. I would love to do a human design reading with you just to like, you know, try to get some insight. So we did a reading and she she said to me, I think I know what's going on with you. You're going through your Uranus opposition. And I had no idea what that meant. But basically what it means is that I was moving out of my south node karma or out of my south node, which is your old life karma. It's the karma that you... Um, have been playing out for many lifetimes, and you're moving into your north node, which is your new life karma. It's the karma that you create in this lifetime, and it's the direction that you look towards to really find joy. So not only was my north node being activated in human design, in the human design system, but it was also being activated um, astrologically um, with my Scorpio north node activation. And my south node in astrology is... Taurus. I have a Taurus South Node and a Scorpio North Node, and they could not be more opposite. Dara Dubonet, she's a really amazing astrologer. I follow her on Instagram, um, and I've taken some of her courses. But she describes Taurus South Node as this big, brown, comfy couch that you just sink into and you don't want to get out of. And it's all about really building, you know, a beautiful home. And it's all about the comforts. And, you know, Taurus is very stable and solid. And also Taurus doesn't like to let go of things. Taurus can hoard things, people, experiences, emotions, um, all these things. Taurus doesn't really like to let go. And Scorpio North Node is all about letting go. It's about diving deep into the occult. It's about diving deep into the mystical, into the unknown, into the things that we can't see. And so it felt very extreme. It was a real jolt to the system. I can tell you that. And But being able to understand what was going on with me through kind of discovering this idea of North Node activation, both in human design and astrology, was so helpful. My South Node in human design is in Gate 27, which is the nurturer. And my North Node in human design is in Gate 28, the Gate of the Game Player. And the Gate of the Game Player is all about, Gate 28, it's really all about knowing that at the end of your life, you're looking back and you know that 
you lived life to the fullest. You did everything you possibly could to experience everything. So you can imagine that when this gets activated, when this energy gets activated for you, for me, I was like, I need to have all the experiences. And I was moving out of this very comfortable uh, place of being the nurturer. I mean, I literally became a nutritionist during that time. I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. I was all about the home. I mean, I loved to be at home. I was such a homebody. And then things started to shift for me and I wanted to be out in the world and I was really curious and I just wanted to be free. All I wanted was to be free, which is very Scorpio North Node, really letting go of everything. Um, So basically... I ended my marriage and yeah, it was the most painful thing I've ever gone through. It broke my heart. I didn't want it to be happening. I didn't want it because not only was I, I mean, I, I was breaking my husband's heart. I was, I don't want to say tearing apart my family because it never felt like that. Um, but I was changing our family. You know, I was destabilizing this very stable, secure, safe life and home and environment that Ben and I had created together, you know, and I was worried about how it was going to affect the kids. At the same time, I couldn't stop it. It's not something that I felt that I had control over. And yes, of course, I could have st- I could have chosen to stay, but I I couldn't. I couldn't do it. You know, my soul was calling me in this other direction. My soul wanted something bigger. I wanted something bigger. And and you know, and that is true. I mean, as amazing and wonderful and successful as my marriage was, and I still to this day I don't call it a failed marriage. I mean, we were happily married for 16 years. And let me tell you, like, we were happily married and then all of a sudden we weren't. You know, it really happened so quickly, which I know is really different than the way it happens for most people. Most people go through several years of things, you know, kind of falling apart or not working. And, you know, and then the couple really working on things. It didn't It didn't play out like that for us at all. And I... I knew that it wasn't even a matter of like, oh, there's something to fix in our marriage. It wasn't that. It was so much bigger than that. And my soul wanted something more. I I didn't feel fulfilled spiritually in the relationship, but it's something that I only became aware of as all of this was happening. And yes, of course, it's something that we could have worked on together, but it just... It, it just wasn't where I was supposed to be anymore. And I knew that, you know, as I started to explore it more and, and kind of dive into the process of, of leaving my marriage and my reasons for it, I started to realize that there were ways in which we were holding each other back. You know, I know I was holding him back and I think that he was holding me back too. And it wasn't on purpose. It was nobody's fault. That's the thing. It, nobody did anything wrong. It's just kind of how it happened. It was a very successful marriage, but, you know, we got married when I was 25 and he was 28. And a lot happens in 18 years. 
And this is what was happening for me. And I couldn't deny it. So I told him, it was in November of 2019, that I wasn't sure if I wanted to be married anymore. And I cried for about six days straight after that. In December of 2019, we were supposed to go on a family trip to Tanzania to see both of my sisters and to meet my nephews for the first time. We had booked the trip already. It was all planned out. And I just knew that I couldn't do it. I knew that I needed to go do something by myself to figure my stuff out because I still wasn't sure. So what was going on with me was that I was very much feeling that I wanted freedom. I wanted to be free. I also didn't want to feel so comfortable anymore. That was a big thing is that my soul was shaking things up um, because I, it wasn't serving me to be so comfortable because when you're in that place of comfort, it's really hard for growth to happen. And of course, of course I could have explored all these things within my marriage, but this is just how it happened for me, that it wasn't, it was no longer the right and aligned thing for me anymore. So as scary as it was, and as destabilizing as it was, I also wanted to be taken out of my comfort zone. I didn't want to depend on my husband emotionally. I didn't want to depend on anybody emotionally. I wanted to be financially independent. And I think that I knew that if I stayed in my marriage, I wouldn't, it would have been really hard for me to break those patterns. So, but again, it wasn't even this thing in my mind. It was just my soul, my G, my identity center. It was taking me in a different direction and I couldn't deny it. It was undeniable. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I told my husband, I wish this wasn't happening. I wish this wasn't happening because it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Um, But it was happening. So instead of going on this family vacation, I went to Nepal for three weeks by myself. And it was um, it was hard. It wasn't this like, oh, beautiful spiritual experience. I mean, it was a very spiritual experience, but I wouldn't say it was beautiful. I would say it was full of angst and difficult. Um, I went to a yoga and meditation retreat in um, Pokhara. Nepal is actually on my Pluto line in my astro cartography chart. This is another astrology thing. But Pluto is all about death and rebirth. So if you want a spiritual death and rebirth, you go to some place on your Pluto line. And I didn't know this when I booked my trip. I only found out afterwards that Nepal was on my Pluto line. So I went to Nepal and I just needed to know. I, I wanted to go on this vacation by myself It wasn't a vacation. I mean, it was a vacation, yes. I was vacating my life. But I needed to go on this trip, on this journey by myself to prove to myself that I could do things alone, that I could be independent, that I could feel safe in the world by myself. And I think that Ben was thinking that I would go and get it out of my system and I would come back and that things would be better and we would stay together. And I I was also thinking that, but that wasn't the case. And I got back the first week of January, and it was very clear that the marriage was over. And the next couple of months were really, really hard. But we, you know, we we separated. Ben moved out in March of 2020, right when COVID hit 
Hawaii. It was March 16th that the lockdown happened, and that's right around the time that he moved out. So that's how everything blew up. The universe blew my life up. It blew my life up. And there were so many things that this triggered for me, so much that was brought to the surface. Things are still coming to the surface. And um, I still am working on accepting all parts of myself, you know, through this process to let go of guilt and all of these things. Um, There's a smidge of it there. There's not a lot, but there's a little. And, uh, but the, the wonderful thing is that my family is really happy. My ex-husband, Ben, is happy. He's doing well. We are still a family. Our family just looks different now. You know, we are really good co-parents and we really care for each other. We have the utmost respect for each other. I couldn't ask for a better situation, honestly. And I know that we are probably the exception. So I feel incredibly lucky. So through all of this, through you know my life being basically burned down to the ground, um, I've had to really face myself and to do so much healing around childhood wounds, you know, things around self-worth, around feeling safe in the world, around relationships, around boundaries, around what I bring to what I bring to the world, really, you know, what my gifts are, being able to own my gifts, being able to step into my power and to feel comfortable in doing so. I mean, the fact that I'm recording this podcast right now and telling my story is a big deal. I don't think I would have been ready for this at any moment sooner in my life. This definitely feels like the perfect moment. So so here I am, and I'm sharing all of this with you in a very vulnerable way, in a very open way and transparent way, because I think that the more that we talk about these things openly, the more we can normalize it. You know, life isn't perfect. Life doesn't look perfect. Marriage is not perfect. Marriage is hard. Relationships are hard. Being a parent is hard. It's beautiful and sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard. But I love to have conversations about it. I love to bring all of these things that, you know, are in the shadows that we shun that we feel ashamed about. I mean, that's another thing that I've been that I've really had to work on in the last year and a half is shame, releasing shame. But you know, there's the more that we can bring light into these topics that are hard to talk about, that we feel ashamed or embarrassed about, the more that we can grow together. You know, we can normalize it for each other and let each other know that we're not alone. So I want this to be a platform where we can talk about these things openly and honestly with compassion and love. You know, I the more I do this, this meaning life, the more I just see that life is this big experiment. We get to dabble in different things, try out different modalities. And really what we're all trying to do is we're just trying to go home. We're trying to go home to this place that we came from, which is unconditional love, where anything is possible. I really, truly believe that. 
so that's my story. That's the journey that I've been on for the last couple of years. And there's so much more. There's so much more to share, which I will continue to do so on this podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It was definitely such a pleasure for me to be able to share all of this with you, to share my passion with you and my mission. If you did enjoy today's episode, please subscribe to my podcast. Please tell your friends about it and please tune in next time. Until then, I'm sending you all so much love.